The Veritas Radio Network is guaranteed the right to offend, annoy, agitate, shout heresy, and entertain. You start programming right now. Kind of like the cultural sewage served up on Bravo or CMT, only it's on 24 hours a day, except Sundays. When the truth gets you angry and you throw your smartphone, remember, no one is forcing you to listen to the truth on the Veritas Radio Network. You can't handle the truth. You're doing that of your own free will. That's what makes this country great and any gay marriage pointless. That's offensive. So there isn't much you can do about it, Chotterhead. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a book, take a vow, and conform your mind to reality. Reality. Otherwise, you're just another Judas-inspired Karl Marx wannabe, and your children will steal your credit card number to buy tickets to the Miley Cyrus Twerkers Ball. I came in like a wrecking ball. Are you ready? Let's get it on. On the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade. And welcome to the Crusade Channel, King Size Truth from Radio Size Speakers. On Wednesday, 10 May 2017, this is our live Philosophia Perennis classroom and chat room. Tonight we'll be covering Dehomene, lecture number 12, from Brother Francis Malouf of the St. Augustine's Institute. We'll be covering it with our teacher, our instructor, Brother Andrea Marie from the St. Benedict Center. Please join us at my website at mikechurch.com and join the live chat so you can ask questions of Brother Andre. That's the whole point of our live listening and chat sessions as we broadcast uh, the dialogue twixt myself and Brother, and we go over the notes uh, from uh, each individual lecture. We store all the lectures on, or all of our conversations about each lecture, on my website at mikechurch.com. And they are all part of a free podcast that updates uh, automatically when we uh, upload the, uh, the previous day's file, which we'll do tomorrow. So if you just subscribe to that podcast, then you'll be able to download all the chat sessions or all the uh, discussions between Brother myself and uh, the questions that come into the chat room. And having said all that, that's our setup for tonight. If you'd like to get a copy of the Dehomene Lecture Series, please go to Brother's website at Catholicism.org and drop him a line and tell him that you heard about it on the Crusade Channel, and uh, they will hook you up with a special discount to download the series and uh, any of the other philosophy courses, which I uh, strongly recommend anyone uh, should download. Okay, let's get started here. And... 
Let's bring in Brother Andre Marie, who is live at the St. Benedict Center in Richmond, New Hampshire, or in parts thereof. Brother Andre, on a beautiful spring Wednesday night in early May. You know, Brother, I believe that this is the anniversary. Uh, I don't think the date matches exactly, but I'm pretty sure that this is the week, the second Wednesday in 2015, when you and David Simpson and I launched this little endeavor covering Philosophia Perennis, uh amongst all those horrid technical difficulties that we had on the first episode. <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mike? I'm good. Do you, do you remember? That's two years ago tonight. Yeah, well, ha- happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, <laughs> brother. Got you on my... <laughs> Two years ago, so two years of solid uh, philosophy teaching, and the last uh, 18 months of it here live on the Crusade uh, Crusade Channel, and I think we've missed a total of five weeks in the two years because of spring break, summer break, holiday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, etc. It's been a very rewarding experience, I'm sure, for all involved, and welcome all of you who are spectators out there in in the chat room. Uh, Don't be shy. You can log in as a guest. Don't cost nothing. And uh, Brother is happy to answer any and all questions. Uh, Brother, I see that the notes are loaded up into the Siri or into the chat room. Uh, I have a question as we start. Brother uh, Brother Francis says at the end of this lecture that he is wrapping this part of the course up, yet we still have 17 more lectures or uh, 18 more lectures to go. Yeah, I mean it's it's a strange thing. He he started segueing into other material, um, but he keeps going on the summa. Okay. Uh, so we're still going to be in the summa, and um, I, I you know it's been a long time since I heard, listened to this, but I'm I'm one lecture ahead right now. So um, I was listening to next week's today. And as I was listening to it, I, I know what he's getting into, and it's really not. I mean, I have to be uh, transparently uh, honest here, which if I, if I stop doing that, I'm sure y'all will lose confidence. Um, it's really not on De Homine. It's phenomenally interesting. He's talking about the quadriga, which is um, the four ways of interpret, interpreting Holy Scripture. And I'm not quite sure. It's As I said, it's been a while since so I listened to the whole series. I think... I'm not sure if he's going to circle back around and talk more about um, philosophical anthropology, which is what De Homine is all about, um, or even theological anthropology, um, the way St. Thomas teaches it. But um, anyway, it promises to be um, informative, and it definitely pro- promises to be a continuation of the study of the Summa. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm uh, Look, he could pick up the uh, the biography of Julia Child and I would listen to it. So <laughs> <laughs> not not exactly brother's forte, but no. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. So uh, I just wanted to, for for those that may have listened to this and may have gotten to that part and gone, uh, is tonight graduation night? Uh, no, tonight's not graduation. Anyways, uh, I see we have a pop quiz in the room. In the, in the in the notes, yeah, and the pop quiz is—I uh, mean, you know—it's kind of a, it, in in a way, it's a joke. It's it's uh, it's uh, the answers 
underlined. So, you know, uh, it's, it's like an <laughs> honor system type thing. It's just to help you, um, the student individually to use it on, you know, you can do that on your own time. But, um, yeah, no, I yeah. see, I, I, I see that. I was just, uh, I was kind of making a gag. Um, where shall we begin tonight? Well, okay, so um, let's see. I think we can begin with um, the notes, or the handout, rather. Um, brother begins with a, with a rather lengthy um, sort of review of where we've been, and um, he talks about how very important it is to study things like the passions, and he said, you know, he reminded us that in philosophical anthropology, we started with the passions only because um, this is this is a, a starting off point for us. But it's like the lowest it's like the lowest common denominator with us. This is the, this is our lowest part, so to speak. Um, with the animals, that's all they've got as far as what what drives them. But for us, we have things that are much higher that are supposed to drive us. And that's why we study things like the virtues, and uh, beyond the virtues, we have things like the, uh, uh, um, I mean, beyond the acquired virtues, we, of course, have the infused virtues. We have other habits as well, intellectual habits and so forth. And then we have even um, higher supernatural realities, like the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the Beatitudes, and the fruits of the Holy Ghost. And um, and these are the things which perfect us as not only as natural men, but as uh, men adopted into grace. Um, so he reminds us of all that, and he talks about how yeah, the passions are the foundation for the animals, but for us we should try to cultivate holy desires so that we're not being dragged down uh, just by our passions. So he makes, he makes a, a bit of a, a, you know, sort of extended... Um, he dwells on that at some length in the beginning of the of the talk, of the lecture. Um, now tonight he's going to talk mostly about wisdom and prudence, and I figured that what I would do is give a little bit of a background into why it is that that uh, how how it is that Brother Francis has landed here. In the Summa. So I, I was going through the Summa today uh, in the section that he's on. And um, for those of you who are uh, interested in, in doing a little outside reading and want to check it out, it's in the Summa Theologica, par, uh, the, the, the Prima Secundae, that's the first part of the second part, question 66, article 5. And the question is whether wisdom is the greatest of the intellectual virtues. Now, Brother talks about that. He's summarizing what St. Thomas says there. But I was flipping around the surrounding area, the, 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 the surrounding section of the Summa, okay. to see what else St. Thomas is talking about in that general neighborhood of the Summa. And I think it's important, uh, I think it would be very helpful and informative to just summarize a few of those things. First... In the in the um, in the let's see, third article. He asks the question whether the moral virtues are better than the intellectual virtues. Now remember, when we talk about the moral virtues, we're talking about a virtue of the will, 
And most of what we talk about when we talk about virtue is moral virtues. I mean, after the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity, when we talk about virtue, uh, prudence aside, when we talk about the, the, the virtue, we generally talk about moral virtues. So temperance, justice, and fortitude, those are the cardinal virtues, along with prudence, which is an intellectual virtue. But prudence, justice, uh, temperance, and fortitude are cardinal virtues, but remember, they have parts to them. So St. Thomas has something like 50 distinct virtues that he enumerates as moral virtues in the Summa, and they're all somehow related to, they, they hang on those uh, four cardinal virtues, which you remember, cardo, cardinius is the Latin word for hinge, so a cardinal virtue is a hinge virtue. So St. Thomas is, so most of what we talk about is moral virtues, and th this is what you will, you know, you, you do the moral, you carry out the moral virtue by your will. And people might be inclined to think that the answer to the question whether the moral virtues are uh, better than the uh, intellectual virtues is yes, of course, the moral virtues are, are better because it's with your it's your with your will that you do a good work or that you sin. But what Saint Thomas says is the opposite. He says that intellectual virtues are higher, and the reason is because the moral virtues determine the means to the end, but or the, the moral virtues help you to achieve the end, but the intellectual virtues pertain to the end itself, which is the knowledge of God. So uh, for St. Thomas, remember, there is a primacy to the intellect, and that's a very important part of the Thomistic doctrine. And you may recall we discussed it earlier when we were talking about the, the virtue of prudence and how prudence is an intellectual virtue. And for St. Thomas, it's the most important of the cardinal virtues, and it somehow regulates all of the virtues uh, at least all of those beneath faith, hope, and charity, and um, acts as kind of a traffic cop of all of the moral virtues, even though it itself is an intellectual virtue. And this is where you see St. Thomas's uh, doctrine, the sort of Aristotelian or Thomistic quote-unquote doctrine of there being a primacy to the intellect. So he, so he says, not too surprisingly, we understand that principle about St. Thomas, that the intellectual virtues are actually superior, they're better than the moral virtues. And then, he, and then in the fourth article, he asks the question whether justice is the chief of the moral virtues. And the answer to that is yes, he's got justice being the chief of all of the moral virtues. It's the most important of all of the moral virtues. So the intellectual virtues uh, are, are better than the moral virtues, and of the moral virtues, justice is the highest, according to St. Thomas. And then the next question is whether wisdom is the greatest of the intellectual virtues. And that's the one that Brother dwelt on tonight at some. And his answer to that is yes, wisdom is the greatest of the moral virtues, of the rather intellectual virtues. And then he goes on to explain that at some length. And then um, we've got the sixth article which is whether charity is the greatest of the theological virtues. And of course, the answer to that is yes. Charity is the greatest of the theological virtues. So just a quick, quick summary. The um, intellectual virtues are, are, are better than the, than the moral virtues. Justice is the highest of the moral virtues. 
charity is the highest of the theological virtues, which makes it high, the highest of all of the virtues, because it's a theological virtue. And also, finally, wisdom is the highest of the intellectual virtues. So that, that, that being said, knowing that for St. Thomas, the intellectual virtues are higher than the moral virtues, wisdom is kind of at the top of the heap. It's above all of the other moral virtues, above all of the moral virtues, above all of the virtues, except for the theological virtues. So then uh, I, I think it's time for us to talk about more specifically about wisdom. Sapientia. And, what's that, Mike? Sapientia. Sapientia, that's right. Yeah, and, and uh, from the Latin word sapere, which means to, to relish. So uh, it, it, um, it's got the idea of it's knowledge, but it's knowledge with, with delight, knowledge with relish. And of course, one of the, and, and not the stuff you put on hot dog, one of the <laughs> um, most um, important concepts in wisdom is not that it's just knowledge, but it's, it's an ordered knowledge. It's a, it's an hierarchical knowledge. And I think, although Brother Francis himself did not go into it in this particular, um, uh, in this particular uh, lecture, he himself has a definition of wisdom that he um, was very happy with. He was very happy that he came up with this. And I think I'll throw it in the chat room and we'll repeat it here on the air. Wisdom is the most perfect knowledge of the most important truths and the right order of emphasis accompanied by a total permanent disposition to live accordingly. So, now, for Brother Francis, wisdom does incorporate the use of the will, and this is why we have that disposition to live accordingly. But also, it's what I want to really get across by repeating Brother Francis' definition of wisdom is that it is an order knowledge. It's not just any knowledge. It's not just it, it's beyond mere scientia. And in, in Latin, the word for knowledge, which is another intellectual virtue. The word for knowledge is scientia, and it's exactly the word that we get science from. So scientia is uh, is a kind of knowledge. It's a kind of um, it is it too is an ordered knowledge in the sense of an ordered body of knowledge. So that we can talk about biology as a science, we can talk about philosophy as a science, we can talk about um, any 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 college course uh, that that you that you take or any any. In, pursuit involving knowledge that you would go after that has a sort of uh, hierarchy of, of truths that it orders according to principles and so forth, that's going to be called the science. But wisdom is not just any knowledge ordered. It's uh, the most perfect knowledge of the most important truths and the right order of emphasis. So for St. Thomas, now going from Brother's definition to what St. Thomas says, Virtue is something that 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 pertains directly to our end. Virtue is something that pertains to God Himself, and that's why it's higher. So I thought we should we could go through um, the whole fifth article of that part of the Summa, and unless anybody's got a better idea or wants to just start winging questions at me or something, uh, I figured we would do that. 
No, right, let's so go ahead and do that. Let me, with that, Mike? Yeah, let me just reset there that you're listening to the Philosophia Perennis de Homine lecture, uh, classroom, and chat series. Brother Andre Marie is our instructor tonight, as he always is. Uh, please join us in the chat room at mikechurch.com. And once you get to my homepage, look at the top menu and click uh, Catholicism and then Philosophia Perennis. And the top, uh, the latest item will be the Domine Live Classroom and Chat Room. And if you click that, that'll take you at the top of the page. You'll see the chat room. Uh, you can either open it up in that window or there's a little button there that lets you open it up in a new window. You don't have to have a member account to log in. Log in is free. Don't cost nothing. And uh, once in, uh, you're free to either spectate or pick yourself a username and jump right in. And if you need to, uh, if you'd like to get any of the lecture series that you hear us talking about here tonight, please go to Catholicism.org, and you can find them there on that website. Or send me an email, my email address, KingDude, K-I-N-G-D-U-D-E, at MikeChurch.com, and I'll be happy to pass your name along to Brother, and Brother will assist you in downloading uh, or, or getting to the shopping cart, uh, whatever lecture series it is that you wish to purchase at and uh, with a Crusade Channel discount. So I uh, wanted to pass all of that along. Also wanted to mention uh, that if you're listening tonight, and you may be a new listener and joining us for the first time, that you're welcome here every Wednesday, and you're also welcome to go to my site and to join the podcast feed for Dehomine, uh, which uh, we are, we're up to 11 lectures are in the feed now, and you're it's free, and uh, that, that feed updates itself uh, automatically uh, the next morning when we process tonight's audio session. And just as a programming note, next Monday we will have our Fatima, the beginning of Fatima, this, uh, the start of um, uh, the first apparition of Fatima and uh, the six months that, w that will uh, come after. We will have an extravaganza on Monday featuring Christopher Ferrara, Michael Hitchburn of the Lapano Institute, and the one and only Brother Andre Marie, who's with us tonight. So we have a murderer's row of Marian heretics. <laughs> Should you dare enter, uh, if you have questions about Our Lady and our alleged Catholic idolatry of her and why we're so obsessed over Fatima, Monday would be a fantastic day to listen uh, or to call the show. I can't imagine that you'll get better information or instruction or, or inspiration about the uh, the apparitions at Fatima and why they are so important and uh, why we need to talk about them and why we need to spread the word. As a matter of fact, tomorrow on the show, I have uh, Dr. Uh, Brian Kishik, who is uh, organizing a tweet storm for Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, the suggested tweet is hashtag Our Lady of Fatima to try to get it to trend in honor of Our Lady or of Our Blessed Mother on uh, Saturday. So lots of Fatima events here on the Crusade Channel. Keep it tuned right here or sign up for my newsletter at MikeChurch.com, uh, the Daily Republican at the bottom of the page, and you'll be updated on any and all those events. Yep, brother, let's proceed, please. Okay, good. Um, so we start with a... Um, the objection. So we're going to go to get it right into St. Thomas's the way he structures the Summa. Um, we proceed thus to the fifth article. Again, the question is whether wisdom is the greatest of the intellectual virtues. The uh, first objection is it would seem that wisdom is not the greatest of the intellectual virtues, 
because the commander is greater than the one commanded. Now, prudence seems to command wisdom, for it is stated in ethics, and he's talking about the Nicomachean ethics of Aristotle, that political science, which belongs to prudence, quote, orders that sciences should be cultivated in states and to which of these each individual should devote himself and to what extent, end quote. Since then, wisdom is one of the sciences. It seems that prudence is greater than wisdom. So I, it's, it's, a, it's a circuitous way of saying that since according to Aristotle, um, it's a part of prudence to determine which sciences are to be studied. And since wisdom is one of those sciences, then the one that commands must be better than, greater than the one that is commanded. So that makes prudence better than wisdom. And of course, if you're not familiar with the structure of the Summa, St. Thomas always starts with um, objections to the position he's going to defend. So objection one, two, three. Here we have four objections. Sometimes you have as many as seven or even I think as many as 11. But um, usually it's like one to three objections. So, or usually about three. So here we have four. So that's the first objection. So um, prudence is better because it commands the study of wisdom. The next one is this. Further, it belongs to the nature of virtue to direct man to happiness. Now, that's true, okay? But he's going to reason from this. Because virtue is the disposition of a perfect thing to that which is best, and as is stated in the physics. Now, that's, of course, Aristotle's physics. Uh, now, prudence is right reason about things to be done, whereby man is brought to happiness, whereas wisdom takes no notice of human acts, thereby man attains to happiness, where, whereby man attains to happiness. Therefore, prudence is a greater virtue than wisdom. So, because wisdom doesn't take notice of uh, the, the right human acts, it doesn't direct human acts uh, as um, the, the virtue of, of prudence does. I mean, rather, because wisdom does not direct um, human acts the way prudence does. And since it's by good human acts that we achieve our happiness, then prudence is better than wisdom. Again, this is an objection. This is not the, this is not the uh, position that St. Thomas is going to defend. Third objection. Further, the more perfect knowledge is, the greater it seems to be. Now, we can have more perfect knowledge of human affairs, which are the subject of science, that's knowledge, okay, that's scientia, than of divine things, which are the object of wisdom which is the distinction given by Augustine in De Trinitate, his work on the Trinity, because divine things are incomprehensible, according to Job, quote, behold, God is great, exceeding our knowledge. Therefore, science, that is to say knowledge, is a far greater virtue than wisdom. So, in other words, to summarize here, the argument is that um, perfect knowledge is, is, the more perfect the knowledge is, the greater it is. And because wisdom pertains to divine things, which are only imperfectly known in this life, whereas science, knowledge, uh, is more perfectly known, then knowledge is superior to wisdom. And I have to re reiterate, when he's saying knowledge here, he's using the word scientia so we could translate it as science, is 
superior to wisdom. And then finally, he's got the fourth objection, and that objection pertains to understanding, which is another kind of intellectual virtue. Further, knowledge of principles is more excellent than knowledge of conclusions. But wisdom draws conclusions from indemonstrable principles, which are the object of the virtue of understanding, even as other sciences do. Therefore, understanding is a greater virtue than wisdom, because understanding sees things in their principles. Okay, Understanding is another intellectual virtue by which we see things in their principles and reason out to conclusions, whereas wisdom doesn't do that, because wisdom is knowledge of higher things, um, it, it, divine things. We only know it, again, imperfectly. So... Uh, how does St. Thomas answer all of these things? Well, first he's got the said contra, the on the contrary. On the contrary, the philosopher says, and the philosopher is always Aristotle, and he the, he's quoting from the Ethics, that wisdom is the head among the intellectual virtues. So he always quotes the... Um, he always quotes the uh, a source. He always quotes some authority in the said contra. And here, the, the said contra, the authority is Aristotle from the Ethics, chapter 6, that wisdom is the head among the intellectual virtues. Mm. Now we've got the I answer that, which is uh, uh, also called the respondeo in Latin. That's how he says it. I respond. Uh, and this is where St. Thomas gives his explanation. And this is usually packed. Okay, I answer that. As stated above, the greatness of a virtue as to its species is taken from its object. Okay, so he situates, this is me now, not St. Thomas. St. Thomas situates the greatness of a virtue according to what, not its subject, not where it resides, namely in you or me, but what is its object? What is it directed towards? Now, if, if, you, if, you, if you've been listening to what wisdom leads us towards, then I think you will see right now where he's going. So, um, the greatness of a virtue as to its species is taken from its object. Now, the object of wisdom surpasses the objects of all of the intellectual virtues, because wisdom considers the supreme cause and in my edition of the Summa here, Supreme Cause is capitalized at the S and the C, which is God, as stated at the beginning of the metaphysics. So even Aristotle talks about wisdom uh, uh, directing us towards the Supreme Cause, which is God. Aristotle, remember, um, actually it was not Aristotle, it was Socrates, was killed for, for being a quote-unquote atheist, but the reason he was killed for being an atheist was because he didn't believe in the in the in the Greek gods. He didn't believe in the state gods of of of, of the Greek city of the Athenian city state. Smart man. Yeah, <laughs> and, but but that that made him an atheist. Well, he wasn't an atheist in the modern sense of the word. He was a theist. I mean, he believed in the one God, not many. Okay, so so Aristotle, sort of um, Socrates' philosophical grandson. Art argues in the metaphysics that wisdom directs us towards the final, the supreme cause, which is God, um, and that is the the most, that is the highest of all of the objects. So, since it's the highest object, and since we categorize virtues 
according not to their subject, but to their object, then we would say that wisdom is the highest. So I'll keep going with St. Thomas. And since it is by the cause that we judge of an effect, and by the higher cause that we judge of the lower effects, hence it is that wisdom exercises judgments over all the other intellectual virtues, directs them all, and is the architect of them all. So wisdom, to summarize, is at the top of the heap of all of the intellectual virtues. And remember, again, to reiterate, St. Thomas says that the intellectual virtues are superior to the moral virtues, which means that wisdom is over and above all of the moral virtues. Now, of course, it's inferior to the theological virtues. All right. Um, Let's get a, now, uh, uh, before you continue, brother, it's a quick station ID. It's the Crusade Channel on. Uh, this is Dahomey, the lecture series, part of our Philosophia Perennis series, here on the Crusade Channel, King Size Truth from Radio Size Speakers, part of the Veritas Radio Network. Immediately following the show tonight will be the latest episode of Brother Andre Marie's Reconquest show. And, uh, brother, what number are we at? 78 now? No, uh, we're on 75 tonight. That's why I am just so far out of step. 75, and is this a solo performance, or do we have a guest? This is a, this is a, t tonight is a solo performance, and um, it's called What is True Beauty? And um, uh, so I'm talking about um, beauty. I'm situating it in with, uh, as one of the transcendental attributes, um, we're talking about truth, goodness, and beauty, but obviously mostly dwelling on beauty uh, from from different different perspectives. So it's a, it's a, um, a a tiny little crash course on aesthetics, you might say, the study of beauty. Okay, excellent. And you can listen to that tonight uh, right here on the Crusade Channel. And if you missed any of the previous seventy four episodes, well, they're all available. At crusadechannel.com, you'll need a Founders Pass membership. You can pick one up there by clicking the Join tab at the top of any page and selecting a membership plan. And, of course, uh, Brother Andre's show, Reconquest, one of the more popular shows on the Crusade Channel. Just another reason why we hope that you will support our little apostolate here known as the Veritas Radio Network and the Crusade Channel, of which uh, Brother and the St. Benedict Center are a big part. All right, Brother, let's pick up where we left off. Okay, so where we left off was the onerous task of um, answering all of the objections. Um, about wisdom. So about, well, yeah, all of the objections that he started off with. We're talking about wisdom. Again, the question, I guess I could do a, a little micro-reset for where we're at in, in, uh, in the Summa here. We're at the fifth article, um, talking about what St. Thomas calls the equality of the virtues. And uh, it, the question is whether wisdom is the greatest of all of the intellectual virtues. And, of course, the answer is yes. So now we're, now we're answering all of the objections. And remember, that first objection that he gave was about, um, he was saying that wisdom is not the greatest of all the intellectual virtues because prudence um, would seem to be higher since it's the part of prudence to say what sciences we should be studying, and wisdom is one of those sciences. So that would seem to situate prudence over wisdom. How does he handle that? Well, since prudence is about human affairs, he says, and wisdom about the supreme cause, which is capitalized, remember the supreme cause is God, it is impossible for prudence to be a greater virtue than wisdom. 
unless, as stated in ethics, man were the greatest thing in the world, which of course he's not. Wherefore, we must say, as stated in the, in the same book, by the way, man is the greatest thing in material creation. He's not the greatest thing in the world, period, full stop. Um, God is the greatest thing, the supreme, the supreme cause. Hmm. Wherefore, continues St. Thomas, we must say, as stated in the same book, from the ethics of Aristotle, that prudence does not command wisdom, but vice versa, because the spiritual man judges all things, and he himself is judged by no man. That's a quote about the spiritual man judging all things, is a quote from St. Paul, from 1 Corinthians 2. So he's mixing up Aristotle with St. Paul, which is typical of St. Thomas, to draw from very divergent sources like that. For prudence has no business with supreme matters, which are the object of wisdom. And that, that's really the answer. That, there's your real answer there. Prudence has no business with supreme matters, which are the object of wisdom. But its command covers things directed to wisdom. Uh, viz, which is videlicet, which means that is, how men are to obtain wisdom. Wherefore, prudence, or political science, is, in this way, the servant of wisdom, for it leads to wisdom, preparing the way for her as the doorkeeper for the king. So that's how St. Thomas argues that one. Um, the second objection, and nobody's throwing questions at me. Hopefully, it's because everybody's listening. We're all um, listening. We're all listening. We're all listening. Okay, the second objection, remember, um, uh, says that wisdom can't be the highest of the virtues because um, it's in the nature of virtue to direct us to happiness, and uh, prudence more perfectly directs us to happiness because it pertains to human acts. But wisdom doesn't take notice of human acts, and therefore it can't be, it can't be the highest. So how does he answer that? Prudence, he says, considers the means of acquiring happiness. The means, okay, the mean. That's the that's the that's the um, important word in that sentence. Prudence considers the means of acquiring happiness, but wisdom considers the very object of happiness. That is the supreme intelligible. Now we don't usually start our prayers with "Oh, supreme intelligible," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> but when Saint Thomas is talking about the supreme intelligible, he means that thing which is that that thing of all intelligible things, of all those things that we can know with our intellect. Um, it is the supreme one, and that, of course, is God. So he's so in this edition of the Summa, it's got supreme intelligible uh, um, capitalized. So wisdom, wisdom considers the very object of happiness. In other words, it's not a question of the means to happiness, but the object of happiness itself, which is God. And if indeed the consideration of wisdom were perfect in respect of its object, there would be perfect happiness in the act of wisdom. Now he's going to tell you why we don't have that condition in, in this life. But as in this life the act of wisdom is imperfect in respect of its principal object, which is God, it follows that the act of wisdom is a beginning of or a participation of future happiness so that wisdom is nearer than prudence to happiness. Now, what does he mean by the whole thing about if indeed 
wisdom were perfect in respect of its object, then then we would have perfect happiness in this life if we had wisdom. What, what does he mean by that? Well, we don't see God as he is face to face. So the object of wisdom is not perfectly perceived in this life, which is to say that we don't have the beatific vision. It's the same thing. But we will have perfect wisdom in heaven, God willing we make it there, because there the very object of wisdom, which is God, will be perceived directly without any intermediary and, and utterly un, undisturbed and unencumbered. So hopefully that makes sense. Now somebody says his brain is hurting um, with, uh, with after objection one. That's Josh Will says his brain is hurting after objection one. Yeah, well, so, sorry for the brain ache there, Josh Will, um, but um, well, let's, reading, let's, keep, let's, let's forge ahead. Reading St. Thomas will do that. Yeah, but you know, here's the difference between reading St. Thomas and reading the 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 the, the turgid and bizarre uh, writings of modern philosophers, including a lot of Catholic. I mean, um, uh, I'm no fan of the philosopher Pope John Paul II. I mean, as a philosopher, I, I do not like his work. You read his stuff, and you get you get a brain ache too, but it's a different brain ache. In St. Thomas, you get the brain ache, and then you go back and look at it, and the brain ache sort of gives way to great satisfaction. Because it's not that it's difficult to grasp what he's saying. It's just that it's difficult kind of to wrestle with the mode of how he's saying it. But the concepts are all clear. It's, 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 he's, he's, he's got completely clear concepts, crystal clear, in fact, concepts. And once you wrestle with it a bit, you end, it's a very rewarding endeavor to do that. And at the end of it, there's something that's comprehensible and, and satisfying. But in, in, the, in the bizarre uh, philosophical school called Lublin Existential Personalism, which I won't even begin to explain what that even means, even the name <laughs> itself is turgid. My brain hurts um, already, just hearing the title. You, you read it and you don't go, oh, I get it. You read it and, and the more you think about it, the more it hurts. That is my experience. I know other people think the stuff, the, 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 the sun rises and sets and everything on it, but um, <clears throat> uh, not I. Well, brother, so, I, was, uh, uh, I was just going to drop in that I was thinking, of, uh, if you doubt whether or not these courses in this class will affect you positively and will affect your thinking, uh, you could take it from me that once you've taken, especially if you go back and take the philosophy of Podini's classes, starting with, uh, with logic, which I highly highly recommend um you'll be able to re you'll be able you'll be possessed i should say of reading things and going like that doesn't make any that doesn't make any logical sense at all your your mm. your premise is false you <laughs> your the the prim the premise that you started with is bogus so why even read the rest of it and uh, uh it happens to me uh, often brother, which is why I find the, the more philosophical I get, the less interested I am in reading after the uh, after I get to the pyramid of the breakdown of what any story or as essay is, as after I say to myself, your your ultimate purpose of writing this stinks. <laughs> why <laughs> why read any further? What what, what am I going to get out of this? It's fine. I'm with you. It's difficult finding modern stuff to read. It really is. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and of course the, the popular writing is totally stupid, oh. now, but uh, because people just don't know how to think. But um, well, l l so let's, let's get back to thinking. Here. Yes, let's um, get back to thinking. The 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 um, so we just did objection two, right? Yeah. Um, so now let's go to objection three, shall we? To imitate you, Mike. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, remember, objection three pertains to um, science. Here he's saying that science or knowledge is greater than wisdom uh, because we have a more perfect knowledge of that which we know by science. And again, he's not talking about the empirical sciences, which weren't quite invented yet, or were, were, actually were being invented at this time um, in, in the modern sense. Um, so he's not talking. About, he's talking about any sort of ordered body of knowledge that we would study in in in, in any kind of academic course. So um, he's saying that is superior because we un we 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 have it in a in an organized and structured way, um, um, because it's a human thing and it's comprehensible. Whereas these divine things are not perfectly comprehensible to us. Therefore, science is superior to wisdom. How does he answer that? As the philosopher says, from De Anima, so he's quoting a, a Latin edition of, uh, uh, of Saint, uh, Saint, yeah, of Aristotle. One knowledge is preferable to another, either because it is about a higher object, or because it is more certain. Okay, let's stop there and dwell on that a little bit. Aristotle is making a distinction. Now, this is this is a classic kind of distinction that you make in scholasticism. There are two ways that you can say one science is better than, not, than another. How? Well, either because it's about a higher thing or because it's more certain. That has to be kept in mind. Okay, he's end of quote from Aristotle. Hence, if the objects be equally good and sublime, that virtue will be greater which possesses more certain knowledge. But a virtue which is less certain about a higher and better object is preferable to that which is more certain about an object of inferior degree. So I think you know where he's going. I get it. I get it. <laughs> wherefore, the, wherefore, the philosopher says that it is, quote, it is a great thing to be able to know something about celestial beings though it be based on weak and probable reasoning, end quote. And again, and he's quoting from a biological work that Aristotle did, that, quote, it is better to know a little about sublime things than much about mean things, end quote. Now that, by the way, taking that one quote from Aristotle and lifting it out that could be a motto of a, of a university. That could be a motto. That could be a personal motto of somebody be. who wants to avoid wasting time. Let's repeat it. It is better to know a little about sublime things than much about mean things. And here, when he says mean, he doesn't mean like the the, the bully on the playground. Average. He means mean in the sense of low and crude and less exalted or less elevated. Huh? Average, right? In the modern in, in the modern language, doesn't mean like mean the average. Like if you get a mean temperature to between 
what the high yeah, is and the low, low is. Well, you would say low, lower thing. I don't think it's mean in the sense of median. I think it's mean in the sense of lower. Can we test um, my Can we test my philosophical skills for just a moment, brother? Sure. So with that, then l- let me try to make an analogy. So it's all good and fine and dandy to know that wheat, uh, uh, that yeast can be made, can be used to make flour and water rise. But it's infinitely better to know and make bread. But it's infinitely better to know that bread can be transubstantiated into the body of our Lord and can be the Eucharist. Yeah, the perfect, perfect, perfect example. So one is a sublime thing, one is a, lo- a lower thing. So, I mean, you could know everything there is, everything there is to, and by the way, St. Thomas would understand the practical importance of such things as bread making or wine making or any kind of honorable craft. Uh, so there's, there's no problem here. This is not snobbishness. He's just... He's just situating knowledge according to a hierarchy of, of higher and lower. That's all, and which, which makes perfect sense. If you, don't, if you don't have a hierarchical order of things, you sort of have this radical egalitarianism of all knowledge. And, of course, that's what you get on the Internet. You know, I mean, people, people are getting, quote, unquote, information. Well, is, is it information? I mean, really? I mean, the, the latest stupid thing Kim Kardashian did, is that important? Uh, or is it as important as the fact that we might be, you know, tripping into a war in North Korea or something? And is that as important as what do we have to have to have real peace, which actually pertains to something much higher? You see, so there, there, is, a, there is a hierarchy of knowledge. Not all, quote-unquote, data are equal. Not all information, quote-unquote, to, 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 to use the, the modern terms, not all information is uh, is equal to other information, and I don't just mean equally true. I mean n- not all of it is equally important. Um, you know, they've got this human genome project going on, and yeah, that's impressive stuff. But all of the all of the things that they have multiplied about what we know about the human genome is not as important as things which pertain to goodness and virtue and happiness. Right. Okay, because the human genome project is not going to result in, in perfect human fulfillment. It just won't. I mean, it actually might help certain things. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not against the study of genetics per se or the study of the human genome, genome per se, although I don't trust the scientists and what they're going to do with this information. Uh, th- that said, you can know all kinds of stuff about all kinds of subjects and never rise to the level of knowing anything that's particularly important. So, um, again, to, to repeat it, it is better to know a little about sublime things than much about mean things. Continuing with St. Thomas, accordingly, wisdom to which knowledge about God pertains is beyond the reach of man, especially in this life, so as to be in his possession. For this belongs to God alone. Interestingly, this belongs to God alone, talking about wisdom, is a quote from Aristotle's Metaphysics. Okay. So you have this pagan talking about what belongs to God alone. And yet this little knowledge about God, which we can have through wisdom, is preferable to all other knowledge. So even in this life, the new 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I just saw that Jazzville asked who Kim Kardashian is. I'm sorry to even <laughs> mention the unholy name in this company. I, I, I hope I didn't disedify anybody. And he's asking, is he the leader of North Korea, which is pretty funny. Um, okay, so uh, the, 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 the little knowledge about God that we can have in this life through wisdom um, so let's quickly uh, just summarize the fourth objection, uh, the uh, reply to the fourth objection. Sure. Um, St. Saint, Saint Thomas says that, um, um, oh yeah, okay, this is way too complicated <laughs> to go into right now. I can't summarize this in one minute. Maybe we could pick up next class on this, uh, answering this objection. That's okay. I was going to the pop quiz and uh, question four. Today we have too little blank and too much blank. Uh, we have too little wisdom and too much knowledge. And w w what that, uh, in the age of information, as we call it, we know lots about little mean things, as Aristotle says, uh, but very little, and very little is contemplated or meditated upon about the big things, the important things, um, the, uh, the things that lead ultimately to wisdom. And uh, that's what he means by that. So a brand new episode of a Brothers Reconquest is coming up in just about uh, five minutes. Our brother, again, quickly, we got about 30 seconds to wrap up. What's on tonight's Reconquest? Uh, what, what is True Beauty is the name of the show. What is True Beauty? And, of course, you, if you missed any of the previous 73 episodes of Reconquest, you can download any or all of them at crusadechannel.com if you're a Founders Pass member. You will see Brother or hear Brother Andre on Monday morning with me. Uh, you can catch him on Sunday mornings from 10 to noon uh, Central Time here during Sermon Sunday. This is Mike Church saying so long for here, all of us here on the Crusade Channel. Keys, please keep it tuned right here. Uh, Brother Andre coming up next here. It's Crusade Channel, King Size Truth from Radio Size Speakers. Oh.